Hello and welcome to the seventh edition of Look Closer, the Found Fiction podcast. It's also our first show of 2021, so Happy New Year. If you've never listened before, this show is a creative search for inspiration. In every edition, I'll meet up with a different guest to take a journey around their neighbourhood and explore the places, people and communities around them, unlocking the things that inspire them as creative thinkers and the makers of great things. This time I went to York to meet artist Rachel Bedford, better known as Ray. Having worked in graphic design for the past six years, Ray has recently become an artist full-time, specialising in painting and jewellery design. She also reads fine art at Leeds Arts University. So it seemed like a great time to get to know what makes Ray tick as an artist as she embarks on this exciting new chapter in her life. <laughs> Great to see you. Oh my god. Oh my well, god. Oh come god. on. Let's do our buzz. This yeah. It's been a long time. Oh, what's this? Oh, it, it was actually a bit of a nightmare. I just went in the car park up there. Yeah, yeah, I should have asked, I guess, but never mind. Yeah, yeah, I had to well, no, I had to kind of um get change and then go back to the machine and ring up. That's why I'm a bit late. Lovely wreath, by the way. Oh, yeah, you've done a good job here. Oh, it feels lovely and toasty as well. Not so much out here, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll just kind of see what inspires us and then I'll ask you a bit about yourself and all well, that stuff. I was going to go to take you to Roundtree Park. Yeah. But it's flooded. Oh, right, okay. So we'll go up by the race course. Fine, um, fine. So I guess I know you as a, an artist and designer, but. How would you yeah. describe yourself in your own words? Um, I think artist is right. Um, I've been a designer for six years and I think lockdown sort of put a lot in perspective. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to paint. I just, uh-huh. I just wanted to paint. I didn't want to do anything else. Um, it's quite slippy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just just wanted to paint, and with lockdown, um, it was Craig's idea, really. You know, why don't you retrain and do something? Craig, really your partner. Love. Yeah. Cool. Yes, my partner. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I thought, well, I'll apply for uni. I'll apply to do a masters, um, and sort of see how I get on with that. And then I got an interview, and then I got in, and I was suddenly going back to uni. Um, yeah, that's sweet. It's about, about nine years um, since I graduated from Portsmouth, <coughs> um, doing graphic design. Wow. So now I'm at, at Leeds Arts Uni doing fine art, which is just a dream come true. It really is. Yeah, that, no, it sounds awesome. I mean... So you, you kind of, were you always into creative art and... Um, yeah. I, I mean, do you kind of see it as a bit, like, purer maybe? I don't know, in oh, some Oh, yeah, way. massively. I think I've always painted, I've always drawn sort of in my spare time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then the last two years I've been doing an online landscape um, painting course just to sort of give me more focus. It was a New Year's resolution ah, thing. Ah, okay. Um, 
yeah. And, and yeah, I was sort of painting more and more often and the more I was doing it, the quicker I was getting better and sure, I yeah. just sort of put all my energy into that really, so. Just to explain where we are today and where we're going to be going. So we are in York, um, a bit noisy at the minute, but it will get quieter. We're going to walk up to the race course, um, which when we were in the first lockdown, was kind of my exercise route. Um, I'm a very indoor person, so um, sort of being in lockdown kind of suited me, but I knew that I needed to get out, you know, for exercise and um, yeah, the one to sort of clear my head. Day. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He kept telling me, like, you know, oh, yeah, you need to get out. And on a not so icy day, I'd take you through the allotments, but and that was a real inspiration. I did lots of drawing. Um, sort of there and I think the race course for me it's really sad that it's not fulfilled its potential this year yeah um sort of with you know being an events place um but a lot of people have used it for exercise and dog walking and running and so it's sort of brought everybody together yeah um actually I used to live around this neck of the woods myself oh, really? <laughs> and I used to go running around there oh, well, and there I'm kind go. of retracing my own steps a bit oh nice um you know I remember going at, running at night and seeing kind of dogs leaping up at you yeah stuff. but it's it's like yeah it's kind of the feeling I'm getting right now I mean I, I've often you get a feeling when you come back to somewhere you used to live right yeah and it kind of reminds you of kind of your life since you left yeah. and everything yeah. not being to this particular street actually but I've certainly been to the race course enough times there's a lot of memory sort of yeah you're kind of faced with yeah um, yeah yeah and I think it's nice here because it's kind of like Covid isn't happening because right, it's yeah. so spaced uh -huh, out it's huge yeah everybody's got enough space to walk around and socially yeah. distance so you, you say you've been quite productive probably this year yeah okay because i think for a lot of creative people like they kind of have struggled in some way you yeah. know certainly that people who were stimulated by city life and, and events and yeah. things like that but do you prefer do you see art as more solitary anyway and um yeah i think so to a certain extent because it's it's you in the canvas or the page. Um, but I've actually joined a studio in York, um, Pika Studio, and that's been incredible. Great, um, great. Having that community, learning from other artists, and sort of being inspired that way. Um, but I think the thing with creative people is we can adapt. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and so you adapt to what's going on um, and you kind of adjust your creative process yeah, by that. Yeah, because you have to, yeah, you can't I've not. Been doing, I've been doing a lot of iPhone drawings um, nice. because I'm kind of at home and, yeah. you know, if I can't get to the studio. Um, so I'm constantly creative and adapting to sort of new situations, which is really nice. You can teach people how to get better at writing, drawing, or any creative discipline, but what you can't teach is the vision, belief, and resilience to keep doing it no matter what. 
You can't teach that fanatical sense of possibility that transcends your age, experience or surroundings. Artists must discover this for themselves. When I'm listening um, here, you can kind of hear things in depth and hearing mm. like boots crunching on the floor, that yeah. kind of paints a picture of winter for me as well. Yeah. It's as much about the sounds and the birds and everything around as well. As, uh, and that smell, you can smell the fire burning yeah, in the allotments. Like, do you try and create the, those senses in pictures? Do you know what I mean? Do you try and yeah, do you think I about think, that? I mean, I, I've noticed the last couple of years I really rely on light. Uh-huh. I really focus on light. Um, I mean, this, this sort of hazy sun is just gorgeous where it's kind of casting sort of nice shadows and... Um, I mean, in the summer, even in kind of COVID times, this park just in front of the race course was packed with kind of people sort of socially distancing. That was kind of, uh-huh. it might have been the first time they've seen each other in a few months or weeks or, um, and there's a football pitch there and cricket. Um, so it's just, it's a nice place that you can kind of come together. But then today there's nobody here. There's kind of a couple over there, dog walker there. Um, kind of as it as it was, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. It's, it's quite peaceful. Uh huh. Even though there's kind of a lot of life going on. Yeah. In the distance. And you can kind of see with the cricket green kind of fence yeah. off in the middle yeah. there, like and and you know cricket and summer seems really far away right now. And I guess that the fact that's fenced off is kind of could be a metaphor for that how inaccessible cricket and summers are right now yeah nice it does summer does seem a long way away so you'd come out to places like this and would you like you just sit here with the cameras or would you take a picture of it or would you just memorize it and go back or what i think i'm not very outdoorsy i wish i was and so i take a lot of photos um Uh and kind of use use photos work from photos um, and the iPhone sort of work that I've been doing at the moment kind of um, I might draw over a photo and kind of work into it that uh-huh. way and so uh-huh. it's quite nice sort of almost collage feel. Well where do you want to head, head now? Should we follow the path or should we uh, go Yeah there? we can follow the path around and kind of meet the race course. It's funny that like in a, in a vast expanse like this mm. there's like one way around it you know like the concept of one path one way of getting somewhere and it's like i was reading a bit about that lately about how paths are made and it's apparently they're made where people have clearly walked previously so people actually make paths apparently just by kind of following each other's habits uh, yeah and they call them desire lines when they're before they're a path (laughs) they're just you can see where a Path's yeah. been trodden already, and it's this called is sort desire. Of the way lines. that you're meant to go. Yeah. One of the route. That's really interesting, actually, because I've been thinking a lot about paths this year, and how I am on my own path. I'm not kind of following everybody else. Yeah. You know, yeah, starting yeah. a career as an artist that almost traditionally isn't a real job feels really scary. But it feels really exciting as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the year to do it, really, yeah. to make a success oh, totally. of it. Yeah, totally, yeah. You know, I, I get that this year has been 
quite dark and you know and a lot of things have sort of happened that are negative but there's also so much positive that's come out of it mm-hmm. which I think is really exciting and it feels it feels like the start of a new time yeah yeah do you think you're like you were always going to look for the positives because of who you are or do you think they've presented themselves to you you know sometimes you really have to look for the positives and you really have to try a bit harder but I think I've worked really hard on myself to think that way um yeah I think it's really easy to think negative and it's almost kind of the first sort of thing that we go to and so you have to work Mm. a bit harder to be positive and look for the positive self-belief is essential to all artists this doesn't mean that you actually think everything you produce will be a masterpiece it's about believing and actually knowing that you're getting better and feeling that you're relevant and that you have something to say this can really help you out in life For me, my self-belief as a writer is something that gives me strength to ride out the knocks I've faced in life and provided somewhere to retreat when I've really needed it. I think winter is a... I've started to see it as a sort of a... a time of construction. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I think in sort of artwork, the summer kind of gives you everything you need you've got the light you've got the shadows Mm, mm. you've got the bright colors here you know where the sky is kind of pretty gray pretty white um you've got to make something from it so it's almost like a blank canvas yeah and you know how the sun's just kind of coming through it's bleak you can't see it you can just see kind of a a, a sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, just an outline of it, really. And it, yeah. it's like up to you an to realise that and to find it, maybe. Yeah. And especially at the turn of a year as well, where like that's a natural time to reflect and to look forward. Like, yeah. I don't know if everyone... I've, I've always used this time to reflect on my birthday in April to sort of assess where I am, what I'm doing, what I want to do. Um, and this year is definitely sort of more poignant than than others and do you have to kind of be like in a in a certain mood in a certain place to to be inspired as an artist or are you just looking for colors and shapes and I've got little things that kind of help me Hmm. get out of that the lethargicness so if I am kind of know I'm in a mood where I can't be bothered or whatever I've got things that um I can do to sort of put me into that space um what are your and secrets? obviously coming here is one of them um okay but also sort of listening to documentaries um reading books on sort of art movements and kind of being inspired by other people's journeys um yeah whether it's famous artists or friends or, you know, and seeing Mm. what they did and what they've done, um, that really gets me fired up and sort of ready to go. Yeah, I think that can help, can't it? I I think, I feel like there's a lot of, um, I know this isn't what it does for you, but there's a lot of 
kind of books and blogs out there like here are 10 habits of successful people or whatever yeah. but it's not kind of that at all is it it's artists and stuff have their own journeys and their yeah. own roots but you can't really imitate that everyone's got yeah. their own right and everyone's yeah. got their own challenges and definitely so. and i think some of those are we walking into it's, the bog it's kind of like this reminds me a bit about being a kid uh, yeah i think we are like we're kind of <laughs> breaking the ice aren't we we're literally we're literally breaking the ice oh my god yeah but like um you know this this is like kind of (laughs) a journey isn't it this reminds me of being a kid and the joy of just like breaking ice beneath your feet on a frosty bit of earth oh my god (laughs) and you can hear that quite well yeah and you and seeing lots of footsteps actually just when you say about like journeys and like you know if i was a photographer and or a painter or whatever that that's like you can see that as a just symbolic of different journeys people taking the same place and yeah. you know just footprints in the snow yeah just seeing other people who've kind of come before you you know it's just it, it sort of struck me as you were talking about being inspired by artists journeys yeah. and we could see you know literally other people who've been on the journey yeah. we are right now today yeah it's hard work being creative i think it is something that I've kind of noticed you know where I'm um sort of painting most days and avoid this bit (laughs) um where I'm kind of painting most days and things and you know Craig my partner will say you know what sort of day have you had it's well I've done a painting today and I mean that's like a five-year-old sort of response (laughs) well but that's what I do now it's really cool that's sweet so Um, so you were doing it like alongside sort of commercial design no so i've i freelance um at my previous job sort of every now and again um which is great still to sort of keep in touch with them and and have a bit of sort of regular income but now i'm a master of fine arts that's, student that's great which is yeah. pretty cool yeah yeah it's great um, so, so yeah and I make jewellery as well and um, kind of sell that I've got a shop and so it's it's nice to yeah. kind of work for myself and yeah. just be as creative as possible without compromising really. yeah yeah well, that's that's great I didn't realise that you'd you'd completely sort of thrown yourself yeah. at it I guess there's no other option yeah. is there really yeah I think um, some people might Take takes sort of baby steps and and yeah, go down to four days a week or whatever. Yeah. But like yeah, you'd obviously not get quite the the, the payback from it. I don't think, and you I wouldn't make the I progress. Knew, I think I knew that I had to throw myself into it to make it worthwhile. I'd done an online course um, just before this, and and that was kind of around life and a job and everything else, and it wasn't as sort of serious it wasn't kind of there wasn't that accountability I guess um whereas now this is what I do I've just got to throw myself into it and get as much out of it in the two years that I'm doing it um Mm. as possible yeah what's this I think that's um, part of a bouquet that's fallen yeah so I didn't think I'd spot that. You know, it's just a ocean of green grass. Red in the green. But yeah, there's, there's a sort there. of ro- is it a rose? I don't know, but just a single rose thing that's fallen from a bouquet. But 
We just walked past. Is there story there? Yeah, yeah, just one as well. Yeah. Some beauty there. <laughs> but how you can kind of spot things like that and, you know, by looking at a just a big kind of pasture of green yeah. here, you think it's all the same, but when you get down to it, it's yeah. lots of different things that make Very it individual. up. Yeah. Just switching, because I don't know how you're managing without gloves. I... So declined the offer rich. of gloves before oh I set God. off today. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 it's nice and sunny. And yeah, it's, it's fine. And I was like, oh, and it's really warm here because I was inside and heating yeah. was on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's good to be back. I remember um, I used to, yeah, go running around here and they do park run here. I don't know oh, if they nice, still do, yeah. probably not right now. But um, I was never part of park run. I just went on my own and I, I sort of just used to go on Saturday morning yeah and they all set off at the same time from about here right but like I was sort of five minutes early and they were all getting ready and stretching and I just sort of was on my own just in front of them and I was like looking behind and they're about to set off like hundreds of people <laughs> and I was like it's gonna feel like 28 days later or something <laughs> and suddenly like go oh, and just all it just felt like 800 people were chasing, chasing me down just to give you a clearer picture of where Ray and I were, York Racecourse is a huge sprawling green pasture circled by a single path. People come here to run or walk their dogs. The grass was hard and puddles frozen solid. The air was still and crisp and I was having to switch which of my hands was holding the microphone and which was buried deep in my coat pocket. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's sort quite... of the haze and the smoke in front with the sun, and then massive blue sky behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has, and and you'd be quite sort of perceptive of things like that, I suppose, as landscapes, which I imagine just change every single day and every single hour of the day. I think. Oh, and I think taking a picture of yeah. it now, yeah. I need to. Yeah, yeah. I mean that sort of space where it kind of joins together. <laughs> I think with the sun so low, yeah, you can almost foresee, it's, it's strange isn't it, because on this side where it's pure blue, that looks like the day's just started, it's morning, Yeah. and it is, and then on this side it's grey and you can almost foresee the sunset almost, eventually. Almost the end of the day. You, yeah, it's you know how time. it's going to look, because it's, yeah. it's almost getting kind of dark yellow in the that distance. smoke as well there, I don't quite yeah, know what's going on over that. there, but... Smoke I mean, hanging in the air, yeah. Very sort of lowry. Yeah. The kind yeah. of white sky, minimal colours. And yeah. these, the people, I guess, being quite stick like because yeah. they're quite far away, a bit like lowry, yeah. maybe. I don't yeah, know. definitely. No, it's good to approach it like, you know, from a visual point of view mm. for a change, this, this whole podcast, you know. Yeah. Like, you'd be the first non writer to. Right. I'm definitely not a writer. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I I do sort of I like to think of it as all the same. Even if I was to do this with like a fashion designer, mm. a filmmaker, anyone, you know, it's all the same, right? It's all just stories. Yeah, I think you know, it's the output is just different. Yeah. But a lot of the process and the thinking is kind of the same. Yeah. Um, which the is, crafting of is great and it's really nice to sort of spend time with other creative people, whether they're writers or filmmakers or, you know, a, a different um, sort of discipline to what I do. 
because I can get inspiration from that yeah. and put that in my work as well, which is really nice. Just an arrow on the floor there in paint. Unexplained, but showing us where we need to go, I guess. Are we definitely on the right track? We are. We're going to cut through. What, whatever the right track is, eh? Do you feel that visual art is... Uh, it's, it's easier to tell when it's completed. Oh, God, no. No? Okay, okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think... I think there's that awful sort of... Um, oh, more ice. Treading on the ice. Oh, God, that really cool. Watch it. <laughs> you all right? It really went through there. Yeah, it's actually... I'm oh. kind of... Yeah. Oh. I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's that point where you kind of... You can do too much and you can sort of there's a real Keep fine going. line to when a piece is done and it's very difficult to tell when that is and you think well i'll just do a little bit more and then you can kind of overwork okay. it and then it what looks too busy or yeah yeah um, and then you have okay. to kind of take stuff away and so yeah it definitely Right, it's definitely right. hard to tell when a piece is done. How do you how do you take stuff away? Are you talking about digital or? Um, I mean, whatever the process is, whether it's you know I do a lot of oil painting. Um, yeah. So it's kind of you can take layers of paint off or paint over the top. Oh, I um, so. But also, you know, when you photograph and work as well, you can kind of digitally. Um, enhance it or change it as well i try not to do that though i try and keep it kind of as unfiltered as possible okay yeah um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny one that I, I struggle with and i think uh i've read something recently it's like art is supposed to be abandoned eventually Ooh. You're supposed to abandon it you're right. supposed to leave it basically yeah. eventually yeah because if you keep tinkering it, it it would lose the yeah. the kind of thing that born. Yeah. Birth Another day, part of my sort of process is to do that is to have weeks of just having it in the kitchen or having it at home and just kind of looking at it and you kind of see it in a different light. You see it in a different way and yeah. you can kind of come back to it weeks later and think, oh god, what was I thinking? And you know, and you yeah. can kind of change bits and. I think that's how you determine when a piece is done, is having that break. That break is almost as important as painting. Artists, like recording artists now, are um, editing their work after it's been released, like post-release, sort of you yeah. can edit the stream. You know, yeah. so, and so they might re-record a chorus and... I don't know, that doesn't sit well with me somehow because I, I feel like once you've launched something, you it's lose, for everyone else to yeah, digest at that You kind of lose that looseness. It, um, it's like if, yeah, if someone was to go and re-edit a famous artwork, I don't know. Yeah, oh my word. After it been released, it's like, well, is it ready for us to see and, yeah. and change our perspectives? You know, is it ready for that or do you still need to work on it? You know, it's, yeah. it's like the boundaries at which, like, the artist like present it presents it to the audience yeah you know? i feel like once it's out there to the audience it's theirs now and yeah. it, you can't change it yeah we've know. been we've been talking a lot about that um at uni sort of with the group before christmas you know how do you feel about 
putting your work out there because once you do, yeah. it's not yours anymore. Yeah, and it's, true. you know, people see things in it that you didn't see before and that can be really exciting, but it's really scary as well because it's so personal and it's part yeah. of you. Whether you're writing a story, painting a picture or making a film, when do you know when it's done? It's all too easy to edit and re-edit and re-edit and sometimes it's worth putting in the time to improve your work. But sometimes you just need to let it be, get it out there and move on to your next project. But Ray's right, there's a very, very fine line between leaving behind one piece of work and starting on something else. If you've got two projects that go on at the same time, it can be hard to work out where any new ideas you have belong. I'm just seeing how the water's frozen, um, kind of winding, coily patterns in the ice where the mud and the water have frozen. Um, you know, sometimes certain images, um, like the beauty of the natural world, you know, obviously mm. this is all pretty, you know, it's, it's just been, it's just frozen water, but it's frozen in a shape of sorts, mm. you know, there's different things going on there. There's a, there's a world underneath that ice as well. There's yeah. stuff going on underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of layers. It's hard to verbalise what part <laughs> that is, but it... it I'm trying to think, it's probably similar to like, is it Fair Isle? I'm thinking of this jumper pattern. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't want to break it, but yeah, it's just interesting how just nature chooses to, to go and it, it's like there's little bits of uh, of water that have minded out the way of others and some of them have shaped a pattern and yeah. I don't know, yeah. When you take a closer look, it is it does become more fascinating, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we could maybe have a look at um, the building actually around here and yeah. see if there's anything in the, the race and course. We've got the chocolate works as well, which is currently being made into flats and oh yeah, there's some flats already, but there's more coming. So Terry's, um, Terry's is yeah, it? Yeah, the so chocolate the old, factory. Yeah. Um, famous York. Yeah. York thing. York's thing. When the wind blows right, you can still smell chocolate from the Nestle factory the other side right. of York. Oh, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even out here you can get yeah, that. Yeah, oh, sometimes, wow. yeah. I've been sort of in town and kind of walking into town and, yeah, if the wind's right, the weather's right, you can smell it, which is nice. I heard somewhere that, you know, like most cities have got, I'm not sure if York has, any, has this actually, but most cities have like a West End that is like more affluent and stuff. Yeah. But that that apparently is because, like, um, when there were mills and factories and all these big monoliths of mm. smoke and stuff everywhere, the wind always blew to the east. Oh, okay. So, like, that was where poorer oh, people lived because right. the houses were just blasted by all the smoke all day long and oh, the west right. was all right. So I wonder if oh, by chocolate it's like the opposite. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know. Maybe. I know that the area that I live... Um, sort of between Bishy Road and the race course did have mills um, and a lot of the roads are kind of named Millfield Road and uh, yeah. Nun Mill there's and people's all names, these kind of, yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. there were, there's one up in Oakland still, I think, um, but there was kind of mills in this area as well. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that is right. Yeah, no, it is the, the sort of 
Typical winter day, isn't it really? Typical kind of beautiful winter's yeah. day. Yeah. And, you know, it's it kind of all the more important to get outside on a day like this. It can make you feel so much cosier when you're back, Definitely. for sure. Thank you so much for bringing me out because... Oh, it's all right. <laughs> I have been in Thanks my pyjamas a lot lately. <laughs> so it's, it is nice to get out and it's, it is really needed, I think. Yeah, before when I was sort of walking to work, you kind of take it for granted that that's your sort of outside time and your reflection yeah. time. And yeah. whereas with lockdown and kind of isolation and people being sort of inside more, you when you go outside, it's you've got to create your own purpose. You've got to create yeah. your own reason for going outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And uh, you know, I think it's. It's rare that, you know, I think that one exercise a day thing, yeah. especially, I know that's not the case anymore for now, but um, that really, the people had to use that that kind of one carefully. exercise carefully, yeah. didn't they? So, the, you know, it, we were outside all the time before on our way to events or on the way to work or whatever. But, yeah. But now it's like, okay, I've got yeah. one exercise a day, so where do I go? What do I want to achieve from that? I think seeing the, seeing the race course from this angle kind of head on, what you were talking about earlier about sort of memory kind of being back in this area, you do, you can kind of, you can almost hear the people that should be there. You can hear like the cheers <laughs> and the And the race stuff. is like going on and yeah, things yeah, that should yeah, yeah. be happening. It's kind of like that memory is sort of lingering in it, the air. Well, yeah, it's because it's literally Ghostly. the purpose of, of this whole place, yeah. isn't it? Is, is to entertain people yeah. with horse racing you know obviously it is just um a place where you can have a walk as well but i guess it's it's strange that the thing that a place was created for the whole purpose is now being denied yeah. you know to people but yeah yeah obviously everyone's making the best of it and there is such huge amount of space here so very kind of safe place to be as well it does feel sort of walking past the entrance to the race course and you've got the prices on the board and yeah it kind of feels a bit museum-y yeah actually i've just um <laughs> for the safety of race goers there's nothing about covid here no. this is an old sign yeah. isn't it and it's all about yeah. where the worst things we could think about were offensive clothing um <laughs> sharp objects sharp objects gazebos glass knives there's nothing like here this is in the style of yeah. a now what you'd see about wearing masks oh God, keeping this two does meters feel like it, something out of a museum yeah it's like a, a, a sort of a safety poster from 12 months ago and yeah. it, it might as well be from 20 years ago you yeah. know um and it yeah just all the things that are prohibited and now that list would be yeah. just like 10 times as long so this is the clock tower enclosure. I've never actually been to the races. I don't know what happens what? and stuff here. I, I am mean... taking you to the races <laughs> when we can go. <laughs> All right. I'll hold you to that. Oh, um, no. I mean, uh, yeah, the clock tower enclosure. So the clock so tower, so we're near of, Terry's and stuff. This is kind of known as like the cheap side where you'd kind of have picnics ah. and um, you know, bring your own food and drinks. Ah, okay. Um, and have illegal substances and <laughs> flares. I'm just reading from the post. I'm yeah, not making yeah, yeah. assumptions. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah, that, that's the thing about... that I remember from York, just seeing 
people after the races going back into town. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, I mean, yeah. that's another thing to sort of consider is York relies so much on tourism. When that's kind of being taken away, there are no tourists here anymore, or there shouldn't be. They're all locals. Which, yeah. So when you're kind yeah, of true. out and about, these aren't people that have come from very far, which yeah. is quite nice to sort yeah, yeah, of... Yeah. It's almost like the locals taking York back. <laughs> yeah, it's like almost like be careful what you wish for in yeah. a way. People are like, absolutely, oh, yeah. tourists all the time. Yeah. And now, okay, yeah. now there's none of them. Yeah. Uh, how do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's quite poignant. So there's all the picnic benches stacked up. Um, like Aww. there might be like a hundred of them there, something like that. Yeah. All stacked up. Um, just not being used obviously probably haven't been used mm. in in 12 months or so picnic benches yes yeah, stacked up you, you see picnic benches and they, they're kind of always in the same place out there they're always mm. almost permanent installations of picnic bench you never see them stacked on top no, of each yeah. other like chairs like that i think will you start to see that sort of nature taking over that kind of decay process or uh-huh. i mean maybe we're not quite at that stage yet um, maybe not but depending sort of how long this kind of goes on for. I mean, in the summer, in our street, at the end of our street, we've got um, the school. And because the schools were sort of closed and there was not many people around, we had ducks come into the house. No way. And I'd be, <laughs> I miss those ducks. I would be feeding them every day and they would come for their breakfast and their tea and... And yeah, and we'd kind of text each other in the street, you know, the ducks are back and there was sort of squirrels and foxes, you know, it was nice to sort of see a bit more nature kind of yeah, coming I'd in. Yeah, I heard that nature was taking yeah. stuff back. I didn't hear about them yeah. taking people's homes yeah. back from them. If, well, yeah. I wouldn't be happy about that unless they were paying the mortgage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do you, do you, does your work, is your work kind of, more timeless it, or is it sometimes informed by your response to certain issues or is it literally about how places look and the feeling around them do you do you feel like you channel any of the current time let's say in your work yes definitely okay. and i think where i'm kind of um doing this master's course i've given myself um, the next couple of months to just play and just experiment and see what happens and not kind of tie myself to a specific way of working. So everything that I'm doing is kind of really instinctive, um, subconscious and of the moment. And and I can see now it's time is the best thing for art. Yeah. Because I can see now the work that I was doing um, when I first started the course kind of September, October, November, was really bright, really colourful, really hyper. And that's exactly how I was feeling at the time. Um, You know, I was excited to be meeting new people and doing this course and starting a new career. And and that definitely comes out in my work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The stuff that I've been doing the last couple of days is more kind of subdued, sort of colours. and um, And so... Yeah, definitely. And it's that's a really exciting process because it's, you know, what is happening on this day? You know, we've got um, 
announcements coming this afternoon, possibly more yeah. government announcements and things. And so that's going to change things. There's talk of another lockdown. And so yeah. that's really going to influence uh-huh. my work. Uh-huh. Um, and at the moment, I have no idea what that's going to yeah. be. So are you like, do you feel like as an artist, um, that and or any creative person that's influenced by the world around them, you're just kind of channeling like subconsciously what well yeah what your subconscious is collecting i suppose so we're just like hosts i suppose for ideas that are flowing through us to be presented to others yeah i've no idea what's coming and yeah and i do things and i think well what does that mean and what yeah why have i done that and then it's not until a couple of weeks later you think oh well i was feeling like that at that time so that's what that is yeah so you've got that constant fight as a creative of um the commercial side and what people might like and yeah you know want to see and what you want to do and what comes okay. from within so you think about the audience then you think about not not trends necessarily but i think i'm i mean it's always there it's always in the back of your mind mm. and i try not to so that i can let my subconscious and you know what's kind of going on underneath come out but you do i think you do always have that kind of angle of what are people going to think yeah. and that's something that i'm kind that's of good. working to get rid of I sp- I suppose, yeah i suppose it's like <laughs> so yeah, that you, you know, want I'm it to mean you want me. it to matter you want it to matter yeah 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 it's not just purely indulgent for you and your eyes only you want people to see it you want people's perspectives to be yeah. changed by it yeah like to make a difference i think and what what do you have like a singular thing or is it different for each each creation of yours like what do you what sort of theme what do you want people to come away with is is there something that you you try and achieve there i think that's what i'm still kind of working out and i think you know this year is so poignant and there's so much going on that i do try and think you know if I look at my work or if people look at my work in five years' time, mm. what are they going to know about 2020? What are they going to get yeah. from 2020? Um, and my 2020, I think, you know, what this year has been like for me because it's me coming out in the work. Um, and I think, so you do constantly have to keep time in mind you know what the work yeah. is going to be like in six months time five years time um yeah i mean do you, do you see this as like an era of art you know oh, massively like... and it's so exciting because i think i love history and we're in history right now we're yeah. kind of living you know people are going to be learning about this time in years to come and debating it and there's going to be documentaries and programs and books and you know of of this time like you know we studied the 1960s or um of this specific time so it does feel really exciting i think this is the first time in my life that i felt like i am part of history i'm part of a living history Uh I studied history at university, but despite this, I've never previously considered the wider historical context of my creative work. 
It's fascinating to speculate how our collective creative output of the COVID generation will be perceived in the future. I wonder what themes art critics a hundred years from now will pick up when looking at our paintings, reading our poems, watching our films. I wonder what future podcast listeners will think of this. It raises a valuable question for all creative practitioners. How do you want your work to be remembered? Hey, I think this is cool because um, you can see people's <laughs> bins are out and it's post-Christmas, <laughs> post-Christmas co- collection and there's lots of wine and lots of chocolates lots of I just wine. saw. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, we don't want to snoop and stuff, but it's just like, this is the post-Christmas. Oh, mackerel, eh? Tinned oh, mackerel, yeah. bit of a treat. We're in the posh end of York. <laughs> there's some Bisto gravy that's yeah. obviously been well used and recycled. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I think... Th- I think on the street I was on, it was actually just, you threw your bag out onto the street. There was no, no wheelie no. bins. It's, <laughs> I, I was just never had that anywhere. Oh. Someone thrown an actual oven out, so they've had oh, yeah. Christmas dinner. Turkey's gone wrong. And the oven's been chucked out. <laughs> and I don't know if you can recycle an oven. I don't know if anyone's mm. collecting that today. And lots of Amazon Prime deliveries, yeah. presents. Yeah. Oh, like advent calendars. It's all getting recycled, ah. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to think of it as over, really. And a pumpkin, pumpkin. oh, right. There's numerous festivities going on. Oh, wow, a big brew dog fan. I think someone, um, yeah, literally a whole whole crate, (laughs) a a massive crate. Empty brew dog cans. What else? Is that a child's? Oh, it's like a baby play thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> you could do a whole thing just on on this oh you could it's that nice sort of thing though with, do you ever like when you um if you're out and about and it's dark and you can kind of see into people's windows and see what they're doing and all they're doing is watching coronation street or like normal stuff but it's kind of nice to sort of see into their world yeah in a non-creepy sort of yeah way. yeah yeah definitely you know it's <laughs> like you just kind of catch catch people's eyes, don't you? You know, as well sometimes, and that, that can be pleasant. I remember um, where I grew up in a town called Pickering. Oh yeah. Um, there was lots of like oh, terraces. Oh yeah. You've yeah, been? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, I used to come to York and North Yorkshire on holiday when I lived down south in Ipswich. Um, and so Pickering was kind of one of those sort of touristy places that you'd kind of go yeah, and never have, a, of it have like lunch that and yeah, <laughs> different on the perspectives, way to Whitby. Different perceptions yeah. of Pickering. But like I remember there was lots of terraces and, and someone had put in the window like looking tax, five pounds, you know, to be <laughs> fed up of someone looking in the window on the well, walk it past. Is, it's that kind of almost touristy place where there's nothing there, it's just really pretty. And so people go yeah. and just be in a pretty space. Yeah, but I know, yeah, I know what you mean. You, you do get an insight, yeah, into people's worlds. And, and well, for me, as an artist, it's it's about. It, I have to think about that. I'm, I'm also like, kind of, well, as a ex journalist, I just have an actual interest in people's lives, yeah. you know. And you've got to sort of make it the way to make it interesting for people is to include people and it's always about the yeah. people's stories at the end of the day is what that's what's going to resonate with someone yeah. else 
Yeah. Like, do you involve people in in your work? Do you think about? I am at the moment. Uh-huh. I am doing a lot of kind of female figures, um, playing on kind of the work that um, Suzanne Suzanne used to do, sort of the bathers and these kind of weird scenarios where these sort of naked ladies in a landscape and there's kind of a story there but you don't quite know what's going on there's maybe a sort of a a biblical angle um it's a little snapshot so i'm sort of interested in that this kind of art where there's female figures in a space and they're just kind of posing there like juxtaposed against the yeah and I think, I mean, that kind of does feed into the world we live in now because of things like Instagram and, you know, people randomly posing in front of buildings or mm. yeah. places and kind of, you know, and they're trying to tell a story in their own way, you know, look, I've been to this place or... Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of playing sort of with figures at the moment sort of telling that human story, I guess. Telling the human story can take different forms. It could be focusing on a character in a hyper-descriptive way, examining an event from their point of view, or making it all about a very human experience such as love, loss or connection. I could do this all day, this oh, is great. Oh, good. I feel like a real artist. Hey. <laughs> oh, really? I'm still totally. where this is so new. <laughs> and I'm so sort of, you know, I've only done my first term. I'm still getting used to, you know, oh, yes, I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's lovely. No, that, that is what it's all about, oh, isn't it? Oh, it's dream come true. It's just... I mean, everyone... I know people do say, like, oh, you know, you're an artist, you're a writer, as long as you're drawing or you're writing or whatever. Yeah. But no, like, if it's you, what you actually get out of bed to do every day... Yeah. It's nice to be with my own kind at uni. Do you know what I mean? And it's nice to sort of... The ambition. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and I can tell them, you know, I want to be... I want to be a superstar. I want to be, yeah, a, you yeah, know, yeah, a, yeah. Um, a world-class artist. And they don't laugh at you. And they don't oh. sort of, you know... Oh well, you're never going to do that. They, you know. Oh yeah, great. Okay. Well, how do we how do we go about sorting yeah, that out? Let's change the world. And it's yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's that's inspiring. No, I'm I'm happy that you said that. That's great. That's what I'm in it for. You've got to aim for the top, and yeah. if you don't quite hit that, and you aim, you know, you get a little bit lower. Yeah. You've still gone further you than you if you would just sort of exactly exactly anything less what was that so, thing I think I don't know what it was it was like in a kids show I think it was like um, aim for the stars and you might at least land on the moon or something I'm very lucky that I have got a strong network of creative people um, whether they just do it for a hobby whether they say oh I can't paint you know I can't draw but uh-huh. I can appreciate it I enjoy it um, and then there's kind of my uni group as well and the Peaky Studio lot as well. Um, that's lovely, that, that's good, that's important. So there's a nice balance of people around me. I think I've been lucky to build... So you feel like you are where you're supposed to be? Oh yeah, basically. oh spot on. 
Yeah. That's what that is what it's all about, and, and it takes people for that. I think mm. it's tempting. Sometimes it's like um, it's tempting to see being creative and writing or drawing as as like a solitude thing, as mm. like a purely solitary act, and it's all um, you you do your own work, and then you deserve all the recognition that comes yeah. from that. But a lot of it's just through chats you have with people can yeah. trigger things, can't it? You know. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't really look at my work as sort of just me. You know, it's the conversations that I've had with people that have said, oh, why didn't you try this? Or, Good. you know, and that kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a team effort. Yeah, no, I like that, I like that. It is, you know, I do, I've liked coming back here and I'm also like noticing buildings more than I used mm. to. Um, I think I just sort of had my head down a bit when I was here. I was just sort yeah. of, it just went by like that, you know. Yeah. But now I'm sort of trying to consciously just slow things down and... You're getting older. Savour it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That's all that is, you're getting older. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I, think <laughs> so. I, I was quite keen when I was here, mm. and it's interesting that you say this, I was keen to find that sort of vibe, and I was like hanging out with people, and yeah. it, it wasn't quite happening as much as I, th I wanted yeah. it to, because obviously people have other things going on. I was yeah. hanging out with, you know, I was even like hanging out with you and workmates mm -hmm. and all this but like I never quite found my crowd I guess here I think the community local the local community really like mm. and how you sit in that I think that is really important though it's great yeah. to hear what you've been doing I'm really I'm chuffed for you so it's been lovely to see you yeah it's uh it, it is like uh, I mean I know that you know the it's well deserved what you're doing and stuff um, but living out here you know and yeah. doing what you do that is that's really good that's uh that's kind of like dream territory it is you know it is exactly <laughs> people laugh at me when i say i'm living the dream but yeah. i really am and that's it for this edition of look closer the found fiction podcast Thanks very much to my special guest, Ray Bedford, who took us on a creative adventure around York. Before we say goodbye, we've usually got a few found fiction events to tell you about. But while there are a few things in the pipeline, our diaries are pretty free for 2021. Depending on how the pandemic pans out, we might still hope to stage some of the many events and installations that were postponed from last year including Leeds International Festival, Bradford Science Festival, and the York Festival of Ideas. In the meantime, you can expect to see us popping up online, where we'll be staging writing workshops, giving talks, and of course, broadcasting a new episode of this podcast every month. 2020 was a year in which we collaborated with a range of new creative partners from across the world. So rather than focusing purely on staging events in 2021, we're going to make it a year of making new connections instead. If you want to be a part of that, get in touch by searching Found Fiction on social media or by visiting our website foundfiction.org. Thank you for listening to Look Closer, the Found Fiction podcast. That's it for this time. Until next time, stay positive, connected and kind.